0: Welcome to the newest edition of the Screen Fellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Enrique. In this episode, we will be reviewing the Equalizer 2 and Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing, Enrique? I'm just out here goofing. Interesting uh, phrase. So, if you didn't, or if you are confused, uh, you are. We we know. I, I know. Uh, we missed what two episodes now, and then we're we're dropping this episode on a Tuesday night. And you know, Enrique's here. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I know things are a little bit weird right now. Uh, we just kind of had some scheduling issues, and, uh, it came to a point where we were just like, alright, it's just gonna be better to skip the episode, and then we ended up having some more scheduling issues with uh, this, this past episode.
1: Yeah, it's in a limbo right now, <laughs> but by the end of the
0: summer, everything will be settled. I certainly hope so. Uh, we, will we'll see about that, but I, I certainly hope you are right, um, so that that's kind of what's been going on just lots and lots of scheduling issues and then i was supposed to record this with enrique a couple days ago but then we just kind of got lazy and it never happened and so yeah. ultimately what we're doing here is here's what's going on we're, we're releasing this episode obviously on tuesday you're going to be listening to this tuesday night hopefully maybe wednesday morning then wednesday night most likely, you will get to the next episode of the podcast. And there was some interesting stuff happening on the next episode, to say the least. Enrique is giving me a look. He doesn't even know what's going on in this episode. I'll just say um, there's some familiar faces making a return, some of them prolonged, Hmm. some of them just for an episode or two. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of fun stuff happening on the next episode, so be on the lookout for that. And then, yeah, I... It, this is going to be a pretty short outfit here. And then also, just again for the record, just so we can kind of address this right off the bat. Yeah, Ozzy died. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, the studio is still under a bit of construction here. So oh, yeah. if there's any echoes or audio issues, I apologize for that. The good news is Enrique is on a new mic right oh, yeah. now. So let the us know. Mic. <laughs> Let us now know how Enrique's audio is sounding in particular. We have the technology. <laughs> anyway, um, and then, yeah, uh, like I said, the studio will be hopefully at full power soon. Um, it depends on a couple of things, so we'll see how it goes. All right, so first of all, before we actually get started, we should talk about a couple of quick quick news items. I'm sure we're going to talk about it more um on the next episode and by the way comic-con review is the next episode so oh, yeah definitely be paying attention to that uh we'll be talking all the trailers and everything like that that came out with comic-con so of it's course it's gonna get wild anyway <laughs> so we but we are also going to be talking about some of the news that ne- didn't necessarily drop around Com- or drop in comic-con but kind of happened at the same time the big thing being james gunn um r.i.p no, stop. <laughs> stop spreading false information. Fake news. Um, uh, James Gunn is not dead, but he is fired from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, so we're going to be talking a little bit about that um, on the next episode. But we should mention it here, and I don't think Enrique is going to be on the next episode, so Enrique, quick thoughts. Um,
1: they were dumb tweets. Okay, there was one that was pretty funny, but they were bad. <laughs> and remember, they're bad. But he shouldn't have been fired because he apologized, and they were a long, long, long time ago.
0: Yes. Okay. So I pretty much share the close to the same senti- sentiments as Enrique. Uh, so, but we'll be talking about that more. I'm sure Ozzy has his opinions on that as well. Oh, God. <laughs> so we'll be talking about that on the next episode. Uh, but one thing I do want to talk about, and I didn't prepare Enrique for this because I just thought about the fact that it makes a lot more sense for us to talk about it now than for me and Ozzy to talk about it because Ozzy didn't know this person and doesn't care. Let's talk about a little bit, briefly, about John Schnepp. This now you can actually say it. R.I.P. There you go. Uh, John Schnepp, if you do not know, worked for Collider Video. Uh, he was the host of Collider Heroes, a frequent guest on. Made uh, a documentary. Yes, made a documentary. The Death little of Superman Dance. lives. Okay. What happens? Um, he made. He was a director of multiple animated things, animated series. Um, Metalocalypse being the big one, I believe. Uh, And he was a frequent panelist and just person over at Collider Video. Uh, I have been watching that channel for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. I have known John Schnepp on that channel for a long, long time. And I was very surprising. Like, you normally don't think you're going to get, like, actually sad about somebody passing that you've never met before. Mm -hmm. But I was legitimately sad about this. I think it's just, it's a terrible thing. And uh, we... All of our prayers go to the family and everyone who knew John Schnepp. And because there's, it's not just his family and everyone who actually had met the man. Like there is tons and tons of real, real sadness and emotion going around on the online film community, on the nerd community, everything. And it happened during Comic Con, which is kind of crazy and ironic. Um, It's just a really sad thing. So uh, our condolences. And yeah, Mm -hmm. we we love John Schnepp over here. You have anything to say about Schnepp? Um,
1: he made some really cool things and the reason I knew that is because I knew about his documentary, I knew about him as a person and Collider and all that stuff, because I watched him occasionally. And uh, one time I was just sitting in Bible class and my <laughs> Bible teacher was like, Yeah, I got I got really nerdy this weekend. I watched this really good documentary on Showtime and I was like, Tell me nor. and he was he was like, It's called The Death of Superman Lives or something And it was about Superman, I'm like, oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so John Schneff had a very, very wide reach and affected a lot of people. So, um, yeah, we're going to miss that guy. Going to miss him. All right, moving on. Now we're going to talk about Equalizer 2. EQ 2. Enrique, we'll start with you. What were your overall thoughts with Equalizer 2? And also, put, put in some context, what do you think of the first one as well? And what were you expecting out of this one? And did you get it? Okay,
1: so the first one's fun. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a solid action movie. It's good. Um, it's got great action. The characters are great. That one girl's in it that I don't know the name of. She's in a lot of things. But um, she was really well in it. All the acting. It was just a, a, it was a solid movie. So I went into this. It's been a little while since I've seen this movie. But I still went in with like, high-ish expectations. I was like, hopefully it's good. And it... it, it bet my ex expectations pretty well. I mean it's it's a fun well it's it's kind of serious, but it's got some heartfelt moments. It's just a good like let's sit down and watch a, a solid action movie. It's nothing like in insane or anything. It's just a good action movie.
0: I concur basically to everything you said except for the first one. I am in the minority of like I did not understand the hype about the first one at all. What? I thought it was fine. What? I, I I think a lot of it has to do with uh, it was a little bit too stylized for my taste um, in the first one, so I wasn't a fan of that aspect of it. And but I but ultimately I really like this one, which is the weird part because this one felt a little different in terms of the action style. It didn't feel as stylized. Yeah, that's one of my negatives. <laughs> uh, see, well, that's a positive for me. <laughs> and I think that's really that's just a taste thing, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I. It's not my taste, the stylized action. uh, See Quentin Tarantino movies. Um, Wow. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I just... I appreciated the fact that it was a little uh, more tame in this one um, in terms of just how it was directed and all that. And I actually, uh, throughout the whole movie, I'm like, oh, man, uh, I actually kind of liked the direction that this new director went with it. It's not a new director. I was shocked to have... um, uh what's his face uh, uh anton anton fuqua's Foucault. name pop up at the end of this movie i was like oh my gosh he directed this one too <laughs> it felt really different um but yeah so i, I actually really did like this one uh, but i agree with you it's not like best of the year or anything like crazy like that it's a good action yeah, movie it's good. good action movie uh, but let's talk some positives uh I guess I'll start, I the action sequences I actually really enjoyed. I know you're going to have some things to say about that. But, you know, even if you like the stylized action of the first one, just because it's a different type of action in this one doesn't mean that it's not good. Even, even if you want, were hoping for more stylized action again, you can't deny that these are really well shot and really uh, well choreographed and intense action sequences i really really like these action, action sequences i think denzel is really good in this movie so that's another positive as well uh the story is okay we'll talk a little bit about that i think but yeah what, what positives do you have in um i'm okay
1: you're, i don't hate the action sequences okay. they're good and there's there's a couple surprising moments because we live in like a world of like game of thrones and really violent stuff where like you're kind of desensitized to a lot of that but there were, like, a couple guttural moments where you hear, like, a tear, a flap, <laughs> uh, uh, like, a squish. Pretty visceral, yeah. And then you're like, ugh. <laughs> and that happened a couple times. I was like, good on them. And they made me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Denzel is great. Mm-hmm. When is he not great? Um, everyone else, um I liked the I wanna say his name's Mikey, but I doubt it. The painter boy. I'll pull it up. His little sidekick of the movie. Um, Miles. Yeah, Miles. He was played
0: by Ashton Sanders.
1: Ashton, my dog. <laughs> He's cool, yeah. It's good. I like his character. I like everything that's going on. I did none of the acting. I didn't have any problems with that. It was just like it was good.
0: It was good. The, the
1: villain was Well well this is the yeah, thing.
0: The Ashton Sanders storyline, the Miles storyline, where he's helping this kid out in his neighborhood. I feel like there's two separate movies going on at once here. There's the storyline, or there's the movie where we have this Denzel Washington character who is just going around helping out his neighborhood, helping out people in need. He's being this kind of vigilante type person, right? Then... We have this other side storyline where there's a mystery that needs to be solved. And somebody gets killed and blah, blah, blah. I so much preferred the Miles storyline. Yeah. <laughs> um, every time we were doing, like he, he was going and helping Miles out, talking to Miles, that dialogue's really good. Those scenes are really compelling because they set up Miles to be a character that you really like and you really actually care about. And then... We can tra- transition in negatives here. The other storyline—it just feels so basic and kind of cold—and I just didn't. I don't know. It—it it was not nearly as compelling as the other part of the storyline. Yeah. And even though the Miles storyline is probably technically what the B storyline, right? Yeah. So the B story is way more compelling than the A story. So I—I I don't know. Do you? Are you on the same page with me with those?
1: Um, a little bit, but not to the same extent. Like, okay. I agree that it felt a little cold, and I was like,
0: okay, here we are again. But it wasn't, like, bad. Like, it I don't think like it's bad. I just, I much preferred Denzel and Miles being, yep. or <laughs> Denzel and Ashton being on the screen together yeah. than Denzel and Pedro Pascal being yeah. on the screen together. That's, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, I keep talking away from the mic. We have a different setup right now. Uh, I yeah. apologize. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, what other negatives do you have in our case?
1: Ooh, good question, good question. Um so the villain was like a little flimsy at points. I didn't have like a big problem with them, but mm-hmm. it was what it is. Now the beginning scene, you'd think I'd be a fan of that. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't like I wasn't amazed with it because like it because it's like on one hand we have him like traveling the world, like doing all this undercover operations and stuff, and then the other hand he's just like helping out as the lift driver. So it's kind of like you start off the movie and you're like, oh, so this is going to be like an international, like him (laughs) undercover as like a Jewish man. Like, I don't know what he's doing. But then like we flip immediately back to like him and like in New York being a Lyft driver. And you're like, well, that and that switched fast. Like,
0: Uh, That's interesting. I didn't really think of that. But now that you say it, I can totally see how that would really throw somebody off watching this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... I, I mean, that's pretty much all I have, I think, but my negative is a pretty big negative, so I, I guess that's basically what yeah. I got. I, I like the final scene of the movie. I think they get... They did. They made a good choice with the setting and with everything that was going on, and they kind of yeah. set that up really well. Yeah, and aesthetically, and the
1: foreshadowing in the storm was good, yes, too.
0: Yes, aesthetically it was very pleasing. Uh, so I, I don't really have a lot of negatives. The one that I do have is a story negative about half of the movie and technically the lesser half of the movie being better than the main story. Uh, so that's a pretty big negative, but... <laughs> Like I said, I think this is a good action movie. So do you have any other positives or negatives before we move on to uh, rating it and then moving on to the next movie?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: All right. Uh, what's your rating then? Oh,
1: yikes. Um, I'm really bad at like rating this on a number scale. I'm normally really off because I don't really know what I want in life. So <laughs> I'm going with,
0: <laughs> with a 7.5. All right. Um, I'm at a 7 out of 10. So okay, in the same huh. range. Yeah, that there. One wasn't that bad. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. We are going to be talking about Mama Mia Two. Here we go again. I, is it Mama Mia Two? Here we go again, or just Mama Mia? Here we go again. I mean, no pull,
1: two. I don't think there's a two.
0: Okay, uh, so let's get into this movie. I this <laughs> surprisingly enough, we had two sequels come out come out this past weekend, right? Uh
1: huh. Um,
0: and. I, the one that I was, and normally when a movie comes out that has a first one, I have an urge to watch the first one, right? Mm-hmm. I, surprisingly, this is the movie that I was like, oh man, I want to watch the first one. <laughs> I didn't want to watch Equalizer. Oh no, <laughs> that's, like, a, that's a problem. I was like, I want to watch Mama Mia.
1: <laughs> you, you got some problems.
0: Um, yeah, so, but that being said, I didn't end up watching it, I didn't have time. But uh, I wanted to because I hadn't seen it in a while. And I think it would have helped a little bit if I had seen it. Just yeah, to f- refresh story-wise kind of everything that went down and some of the backstory. Even though this movie is it's technically a sequel, but it's also got a lot of prequel elements to it. It's a sequel prequel. Uh, yeah, it's one of those. Um, all right, but let's uh, jump into it. I I think, man, it's it's rough. Because you would think that Amanda Seyfried would be the lead of this movie. She's not really. Lily James is the lead of this movie. She's
1: like the substitute lead. Who? Uh, the daughter.
0: Yeah, Amanda know. Seyfried, yeah. yeah. Lily James is the lead of this movie. The prequel <laughs> side of the sequel is the majority of the movie. And the prequel stuff, again, I'm going to separate these, <laughs> this movie. The prequel stuff I loved when Lily James is on the screen, I'm all in. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Everything else, I, nah, you could take. I could take it or leave it. You know. Um, obviously, there's some good stuff towards the end. Uh, there's a really, really good emotional scene towards the end. Th- but that being said, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm so weird. I'm in a weird place with this movie. You know? Do you, wh- what? Do you think? What are your overall thoughts?
1: Um. Uh... Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Okay, My, my. How Th- could that I doesn't resist count you? as
0: overall thoughts. Um,
1: okay, so like, I'm not a big musical guy. I could take it or leave it. The first one was uh, one of those movies where your sister's watching a lot and it's kind of drilled in your head. <laughs> so you kind true. of have a hatred for it, but you kind of like it. But you're like, I'd never admit that I like it. Um, <laughs> I think, guys, I don't really I think, like
0: it. I think you just admit No, them. I don't
1: really like the f- The first one's eh. Like, it's eh. <laughs> um, and then we walk into this one. Um Lily James is great.
0: She is so good.
1: She is very attractive. Oh uh, okay, well thank you. <laughs> and her but... acting is top notch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not many people could play a younger version of Meryl Streep and still be as compelling as Meryl Streep in that role. Yeah, she's
1: good. She's good. Um I agree yeah. with like all the current day stuff. I could take it or leave it. Um the very, very ending scene was kinda like uh
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Waterloo's a bop though. <laughs>
0: Uh, positives. Let's uh, jump into positives. I think we've both already touched on it, and I will touch on it even more. Uh, Lily James is fantastic in this movie. Like, fran- fan-freaking-dastic. Like, she is so good. I always thought Lily James is a com- was a compelling actress. Uh, she, Everything that she's been, on, been in and she's been the lead in, she has kind of stood out. Um, she's really good in Cinderella, a movie that on the surface should have it has no business being as good as it was and a lot of that had to do with the direction obviously but a lot of it had to do with lily james then she definitely stands out in baby baby driver where her character really has absolutely nothing to do (laughs) if you look at the script for that movie and look at what she actually does in that movie it's literally nothing but she has to get you to buy into her as a person and buy into them in that movie. And she really sells it. She does great with nothing in Baby Driver. And then in this, she <laughs> has the task of playing a younger version of Meryl Streep. For most actresses, good luck. For Lily James, apparently, this is another just another day on the job. She is really good, really good. Um, I don't know if this was one of Meryl Streep's, like, a billion Oscar nominations uh, for the first one. Hmm. She, Look up how many Oscar nominations Meryl Streep has. It's uh, absolutely absurd, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I think this is definitely one that I could see some people giving a little push towards towards the end of the year.
1: I sure hope not.
0: I, I think it could oh, wait, be. For, one, Lily for Lily James? For Lily James, not Meryl Streep, no.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: John. I mean, you know, don't put it past the Academy to nom- nominate Meryl Streep for nothing. I swear, I
1: swear. They're going to
0: nominate her picture.
1: I swear, <laughs> if she gets
0: nominated. Uh, but I'm talking Lily James. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, she is great. She definitely, I think the part of the problem is with, because, and this, I'm, I'm still going to put this in the positive section because it's a positive that has a side effect of a negative. And I think part of the issue with the, uh, the the current storyline, the one with Amanda Seinfeld's character, is she's not she's just not as compelling as Lily James. So when Lily James is not on the screen, yeah, you're um, just you automatically check out and go. When we're we getting back to her, she is interesting on screen. The
1: whole like her whole storyline, like even the dad's younger is
0: more fun and it's yeah. more colorful yeah. and upbeat. Um, all right, moving on to more positives. What do you? What else do you have? In um, head? I think
1: we've touched on everything. Uh, every, I mean, music. Yeah. Music, what do you um, think of the
0: music? Let's just talk about it now.
1: It's it's good, like some of it starts to all sound the same as a point. At a point,
0: yeah, I can see that.
1: Um, yeah. uh, other than that, I, I don't know. I mean, the older songs are good, the newer songs are kind of good. Waterloo's a bop,
0: okay. <laughs> Rick is repeating himself at this point. Um, yeah, I pretty much agree. I think it does get a little, little repetitive, um, here, but. Overall, I did enjoy the music. I think the there's a lot of really, really well choreographed and really um, upbeat and entertaining, just fun to watch yep. musical sequences. So that's definitely a positive. And really, I don't want to ignore the rest of the cast here because a lot of the younger versions of these characters were really good. Yeah, like that's that's got to be pretty difficult to pull off, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think they did a pretty good job uh, with that um yeah i guess that's pretty much it for positives moving on to negatives uh i stopped like i already didn't care as much about the amanda seyfried's current the current day storyline right yeah as soon as share shows up <laughs> i really didn't care yeah like i know i think that it's a generational thing i think it might be a generational thing where everyone of a certain age goes oh, oh my gosh it's Cher. And they There's just, like, ignore, ignore the fact that she d- can't doesn't, act. Yeah. And then, you know, she kind of just does her thing, and everyone who doesn't go, oh, that's cool, it's Cher, is just like, eh, what? Okay, cool. She's not good in this movie. She has so much Botox, you yeah. can't even see the emotion. Exactly. Even if she was good, you wouldn't be able to see it She anymore. has stone face. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's, it's it, she was really bad. Um, so that's yeah, definitely that's a negative.
1: Rough. The end of the movie in general, just like kind like, okay, of like oh they are ending now. Yeah,
0: and it also they I feel like okay there is a great great scene at the end. There really is with that. Yeah, I'm not gonna say too much, but there is a really know, great. I know what you're talking? Huh?
1: About. I don't know what scene you're
0: talking about. Uh, with uh, it has all. Of I don't. Want, I can't say it. I can't okay, say it because okay. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Um, but overall, it felt like they just needed to wrap everything up in a perfect bow. That's the problem at the end. They needed everything to be perfect, every little bow to be tied, every I to be dotted, every T to be crossed, and it's like... Yeah, that's one of the reasons ugh. I don't really like musicals
1: in general, is because they normally end up all, like, neat and nice and...
0: Most of the time. Um, they just
1: feel kind of, like, like planned, I because think everyone breaks out in a song at the same time.
0: Whenever, like, when you sang that, I think everyone is automatically going to think of La La Land and say, no, that's not true, but La La Land is definitely the exception to the rule. Yeah because it's well made shut up <laughs> I, I'm, I feel like I'm the I don't know how Brianna feels but I feel like I'm the only person on the podcast who like enjoys musicals this drives me insane uh, Ozzy is not a musical person either um, city of stars shut up <laughs> um, so yeah it, definitely they I, I could definitely see what you're saying there and then also there is one storyline again involving Cher so it's not just her acting it's the writing with her storyline that just what the doesn't make any sense. It just comes out of nowhere, and you're just like, what is What is going on? Because, like, I feel like
1: Cher and, um... I feel like you... I don't know. How old is Cher? Because I feel like her and, um... What call it? Are, like, the same age. Her and, uh... The Meryl Streep are, like, the same age. Maybe. It's just hard to tell anything about Cher. Because she doesn't look like a person anymore.
0: <laughs> no, it's just... I'm. My point is, Meryl Streep, everyone... Basically, everyone, it doesn't matter how old you are, you know who Meryl Streep is because she is, I don't even think you have to say argue anymore. She's the GOAT of actresses.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, num- look look at her Oscar nominations. There is no arguing otherwise. Yeah. Um, just the sheer, my sheer pr- being prolific. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, whereas Cher, I... I, uh, do you know anything about Cher? Like, could you name, uh, give me some facts about Cher?
1: Uh, she was in the 2010 <laughs> film Burlesque, okay. which I'm not a fan of. She also had a TV show in the 80s called Sonny and Cher. but
0: Is this she, all you got?
1: She's not married to him anymore, so no one really cares. <laughs>
0: Yeah. See, as you can tell, we don't really know much about uh, Cher here. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like I don't so know. That, like I don't point. know if her fans are like. Meryl Streep is
0: still relevant. Cher is not. Yeah. That's my point.
1: I, because like I feel like when Cher comes out, it's supposed to be like, oh my gosh, it's Cher. But then that's she comes out, that's and I like point. turn to Bob. I'm like, is that Cher?
0: <laughs> they frame it like that, and that that's why we're bringing this up because the movie. I don't think movies should really ever do that. They shouldn't have a. Because they do this in TV all the time, and in TV and with sitcoms, sitcoms, yeah. sitcoms it works, where a famous person comes and uh, does like does an episode of your show, right? And when they enter, there's like this pause, so the audience can go, "Oh my gosh, look it's that person!" And even with sitcoms with laugh tracks, they actually do have like a cheer track, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie does that. <laughs> this movie, when Cher comes up, they literally like the movie feels like it pauses. To let you have a moment of, oh my gosh, it's share. No, it's to be like, is that share? <laughs> and you're just like, I don't care. <laughs> or at least we were. <laughs> um, so th- that's why we're bringing it up. I don't know. I feel like we're dwelling on this way too much. Um, yeah, I think we basically said everything. The music is solid. It gets a little repetitive. The current day storyline, not as good as the prequel storyline. Um and then share is not good, uh, that's the Damn. gist of our negatives here. Yep. Um, all right. What other uh or what do you have to rate this movie? What are you gonna rate this movie? Excuse me. That's Stumbling a really here.
1: deep question. I was not prepared for. Um, I am gonna go.
0: <laughs> deep question that you're not prepared for. Okay. I'm
1: gonna go even when I'm on a movie reviewing podcast. I am gonna go six. Point <laughs> th- three. What is wrong with you? I'm so bad at rating music. you. have just got to
0: believe what you're
1: saying. I and can do confident. five stars. I'd give it like a two G- and
0: a half. Enrique, whatever you give. <laughs> Enrique, think about this. It's called math, Enrique. Okay. <laughs> whatever you give it out of five, multiply by two, and that's your out of ten score. I don't think it's a Uh, wait. (laughs) If you gave it a 2.5, then it's a 5.
1: I don't know if it's a 5, though. Maybe like a. I don't know. We'll go with like somewhere 6 wise. I'm giving a generalization. You're ridiculous. Like,
0: it's fun. I don't understand why this is so difficult for you. I don't know either. Did you just Um, go? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think I had more fun with this movie than I thought I would. I think Lily James bolsters this movie completely. I think it's about a 6.8. I think this is an okay musical. I think Lily James is the best part of it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go 6.3. I land somewhere in the 6. All right. Uh,
0: So, yeah, uh, if you're going to see this movie, which I don't... If you go see it, that's completely fine. I wouldn't, like... You know, if you ended up deciding to see this over Equalizer Two, I don't think either of us are gonna be like, "That's a terrible decision." I would go with the EQ Two. Yeah, you might have your preference. Obviously, the <laughs> the I do. is not an EQ Two. Even all right, even with <laughs> Equalizer Two, like that, I, I, re- I, I think it's a good action movie. That it's just a good action movie. Like I, I think I would pick Equalizer Two over it over Mamma Mia. But if somebody said, I'm gonna go see Mamma Mia instead, I'm not gonna be mad at them. Like it's uh, it, you're gonna have fun watching this movie for the <laughs> most part. Waterly's a bob, bro. Exactly. Okay, there we go. <laughs> all right. Um I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion here. This is a shorter episode, of course, because we are saving the all the Comic Con stuff. Um and and some more and maybe some guests for the next episode. So get stay ready. tuned for that. It's gonna
1: get, it's gonna get freaky.
0: Um Enrique <laughs> Where can people find you on social media and all of that?
1: Hey, you can find me on Twitter at CBOGA635. And you can find me on Snapchat at oh, Enrique, no. Enrique635. No capitals, no spaces. Add me. My story's uh-huh. lit.
0: <laughs> and you're never allowed back on this podcast. Oh, my God. Um, I'm always allowed back. I don't know about that. All right, but anyway, why don't you give some people some actually productive information and tell them about what's going on with the YouTube channel right now?
1: We're still in a, a developmental phase. Um, we got some We have an interesting video coming out soon involving canoes. <laughs> um, other than that, we got some. We have one developing show that looks promising. We just have to schedule it because like we said, the studio is crazy, everything's crazy, but that show will happen. On my soul, it will happen.
0: We'll see. All right. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Um, uh, You can find me all over social media, all at Screenfellas. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, the website, uh, ScreenFellows.com. You can find all of Brianna's work, and then um, you can find ScreenFellows all over the place, everywhere. Go find it. Peace out.